0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint uh, with Jeremy Schilling. You can probably hear the wind in the background where I am. Luke, uh, I cannot even imagine the temperature where you are or what it'll be.
1: Yeah, today, fortunately, it's not too bad, but boy, this weekend it gets gets cool because I'm back in the Northeast, so uh, we're all going through it.
0: The Jets stink.
1: Yes, they do.
0: They have a Are horrible sick. quarterback in Zach Wilson. Mike Wilson. White can't get any doctor to say yes to him. Their defense becomes lackadaisical when it gets to that middle section. And you give a team like Jacksonville on a hot streak and Trevor Lawrence an opening and oh oh Now you need your preseason hero to, to save you. That was laughing, lackadaisical, abhorrent, and just atrocious.
1: Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. It's a tough five-day stretch. You get the Lions at home in a winnable game. You get that game last night. That's your season right there. You lose them both. And and now, uh, I think they said last night of the broadcast, what, a 9% chance yes, to play nine. on point, So. Yes, 9 yeah, so so that's huge, and to only score three points like that at home against a solid Jaguars team, but you're not facing, you know, the 85 Bears. Um, just a poor showing from the offense, from specifically Zach Wilson. And I feel for you. I know you Jets fans are in mourning today. Uh, I was watching, I was watching the coverage, uh, national media today, talking about it this morning. It's a, it was a poor display on national, if you want to say TV, on Amazon. But uh, something obviously needing to be done at that quarterback
0: position moving forward. All right. Um uh, that's that, and luckily we're only two minutes into the podcast. Luke uh for those of you who don't know is the voice of the Citadel. You were working, and I see that score of thirty three to nothing against the Colts, and I'm like, oh my god, Luke is gonna be so mad when he sees this. And then you have the greatest comeback in NFL history. So, Luke, walk me through your Saturday and take all the time in the world because the Jets don't deserve it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, our basketball game tipped off at the same time that game kicked off. Uh, I went with the strategy of trying to block out everything. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I'm right myself. I did not look at my phone for over two hours there. Um, I didn't go on ESPN.com during commercial breaks to check even basketball scores. Nothing. I had everything covered. I told my producer, don't say a word to me about the game. I don't want to hear it. Long story short, as the game's going on, I did not tell random people around me. Somebody showed up as I was going on the air for the pregame show, I did not have a conversation with this person before I went on the air in order to maybe we broach the subject the Vikings and I can warn them, hey, I don't want any updates. As our basketball game is going on, this person sitting next to me, just so happens to be sitting next to me for this game, flashes, they know they're on the Vikings fan. they flash their cell phone in my face during the broadcast <laughs> while we're on air during the game, not a commercial, and shows me that the Vikings are losing thirty three nothing at halftime. And I was so pissed off for two reasons. Number one, this person blew it for me. And number two, that they were down thirty-three nothing at the half to the Colts at home when you could clinch the division. So to fast forward and get through this as quick as possible, at that point I lost interest. I even followed the game, the rest of the broadcast. I didn't care. And when I got off the air I saw they were down twenty two. And I was in no rush. Usually you rush home, you watch the game. I didn't care. I was doing things. I was responding to emails. I thought, yeah, this game's over. I get in my car, start in the fourth quarter. I throw it on the radio just because. And at that point, they score to go down 15 with about 13 minutes left. And, and I was thinking, without following the game and seeing how bad they were playing, I thought, you know what? There's still plenty of time. Maybe they can make something happen. Listen to the game on the way home. Got home with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Watched the rest of the game on TV. And then went back and watched it from the beginning. But I did not get the full experience of the up and downs of the the full comeback as it was happening live, unfortunately. But I also was curious, if I didn't know what happened and I started it from the beginning, would I have stuck with that game when I got home Saturday night? Or would I have just said, forget this, other games are on. It's 33 nothing at the half. Do I turn it off and find later on when I go online they actually won? So I don't know what my experience would have been, but I can tell you the whole thing was kind of ruined by somebody at the game Saturday, unfortunately, showing me the score at the half. But I'm glad they, they came back and won.
0: All I know is that I was thinking about you constantly, and I hope that's not awkward.
1: <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I got I, When I finally looked back at my phone, I had all sorts of texts from people first mocking the Vikings and then saying, like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. So, uh, it was just you know, like
0: one thing led yeah. to another, led to another, and the balls bouncing and turnovers and this and that and the other, and it was just, it was, it was bizarre. It was absolutely bizarre, and it's almost like the defense sparked the offense and vice versa. It really, it was almost two games basically, and now that 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 leads me to the fact that here here you are. My thing won't scroll. That's, that's very kind timing. And you face the Giants. The Giants, Giants. basically need to win. That's <laughs> this is the story with the Giants. They need to win. And you're at home again. And you're facing a giant team that is helter skelter. Can be really, really good in stretches and really bad in stretches. We know you guys, you can you can you can put up a, a bunch of points in a hurry because you just did it. Six days ago. Or seven yep. days ago. So when you go on Saturday and you, you know, uh, 1, 1 p.m. game and you sit down and watch this thing. Two Vikings, obviously, way better team than the Giants, but two similar styles in that they're streaky. Your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, the two things that stand out from the Giants' perspective, or I guess really the Vikings' perspective, look, the Vikings' Achilles' heel this year obviously is their defense. Defense did, as you kind of alluded to it, but they actually played better than that score would indicate last week. The offense really hurt the Vikings' defense in that first half Saturday. But the Giants have not scored 28 points in a game in their last 29 games. It's almost been two full years since they got to 28 points, which isn't asking a lot in today's NFL. So my point being, the Vikings, where they're vulnerable on defense, maybe the Giants won't be able to take advantage of that tomorrow. Now, the Giants have a good defense, but the Vikings' offense has done well against pretty much every, knock on wood, every defense this year. There really hasn't been a game where, you know, they're only scoring 10 points, or they are shut down. They'll get their their offense, typically they'll get their points. So I'm hopeful that this Giant offense has not been explosive enough that they won't be able to take advantage of the Vikings' defense, will be able to score enough points, and beat them. My biggest concern, though, is if you go back earlier this year, they had that crazy win against the Bills. What happened the next week? They came out flat against the Cowboys, lost by forty. They just had this greatest come—literally the greatest comeback in NFL history against the Colts. Now they're still at home. Giants coming in, lesser uh, team based off of record. The concern, of course, is you have another one of these emotional letdowns after that type of game they played on Saturday. Maybe they come out flat tomorrow, and the Giants. Uh, you know, they are able to run all over them. That's my biggest concern for the game tomorrow. The Vikings have been lousy on Christmas during my lifetime. They usually lose and by double digits. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm anxious in the, the sense that I'm afraid they're going to ruin my Christmas weekend. But this is a game that the Vikings—they are the better team. They should be able to win at home tomorrow.
0: You can't ruin your Christmas weekend. Come on. Uh, be better. Than I hope that. not. Be better than that. Um, can, I, can I talk about the Patriots? Yes. I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. <laughs> the Jets need a lot of losses yeah. from the Pats <laughs> to make it into the playoffs. This is an interesting game. Bengals are surging. The Pats what the what the what the, what the were they doing at the end of that game last week? Oh my
1: gosh. Unbelievable. I,
0: I just think that this is that uh, this is the ascending and the des- <laughs> and the descending, right? Right right in front of your eyes.
1: Yeah, it's true. But no one's uh, playing better football than uh, the Bengals over the last uh, 22 games, really, dating back to that run at the end of last year. They got to a little bit of a slow start this season, but you know, once they got uh, kicked in gear, they've been playing really good. And uh, you're right about the, the track these two teams are going on. The thing with the Patriots, and I saw it on Thanksgiving as well, against the Vikings, and it happened quite a bit this year. But one thing you could always say about New England was, you know, they're not going to beat themselves. They're a well-coached team. Belichick always had them ready to go. That has not been the case this year. And I don't know if it's because Belichick has done a lousy job building the staff around him. I mean, Patricia is the offensive coordinator. His own kid is the defensive coordinator. What are we doing? I don't know if it's because Belichick has maybe, maybe somehow checked out himself at this point. I don't know if it's because Tom Brady's not there, and the Patriot way doesn't carry the same meaning if the quarterback's not as in line. Uh, lockstep with what you're trying to do as a coach. I don't know. This team is not well-coached. And You you alluded to it, that play at the end of the game last week made no sense. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what the players were doing. I don't know what the coaches were doing. It's, It's odd to see a Belichick team lose like that. Now, the Belichick of old, this would be the classic bounce back at home after that embarrassment. You get a great Bengals team coming in. Somehow the Patriots find a way to win this game as a home underdog. I'm not so sure that's the case anymore with this Patriots team and with the way Cincinnati's playing. So I'm on the fence. I mean, the Bengals are clearly the far superior. They should blow out to England. But I still believe, I still have a little faith left in still the greatest coach of all time, in my opinion, Bill Belichick, that they'll be able to scheme up something at home that at least will keep New England in this game, if not allowing them to win tomorrow. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this Patriots team, just, they're not playing good football. They're not well-coached. They make too many mistakes. And the Bengals, for my money, outside of maybe the Lions and the Jaguars, probably playing the best football here over the
0: past two months. Besides Cowboys-Eagles, what else do you want to talk about?
1: Uh, I guess, I mean, San francisco Washington's a pretty intriguing game.
0: It's that's that's where I thought you were going. A because I think Jimmy Garoppolo's is the the next Jets quarterback. Ooh. I don't I have sources. It's just a guess. It's a pure guess. Um, I just think that that what they've got going, what Brock has going out there, it's momentum. And now you host the Commanders it's Christmas Eve. don't look past them you're going to get a pretty sure win because i don't think washington wants to make that flight on christmas eve yeah so yeah that to me is the very christmas summational version of this from the x's and o's perspective why, why why does that game intrigue you well, I mean,
1: it's just big for, for the playoffs and the seeding. Washington, obviously, yeah. needs to win. But what I find interesting is, is, is the Brock Purdy angle at San Francisco? Because look, he's played really great the first two weeks. If you go back, you rewatch, if you watch the games as they were happening, it's not to take anything away from Brock Purdy. I like him a lot. But I think it's more to do with the scheme. Uh, Shanahan's scheming guys wide open. I mean, Purdy's not going out there and making these Patrick Mahomes throws where it's like, oh my goodness, how did he do that? He's thrown to wide open receivers. He's just making the right decisions. So eventually you wait for the other shoe to drop. Maybe Shanahan is just such a great play designer that that's never going to happen. But you go up against a good Washington defense here that can get after the quarterback. So I don't know if Birdie's going to turn into a pumpkin tomorrow. I do think it happens at some point. I don't know if I trust him in the playoffs just yet. This is a really good uh, challenge. Even though they're at home, as you said, Christmas, right? There's some distractions for a road team going cross-country holiday weekend. But this is still a pretty good Washington defense. Uh, I'm curious to see how he does tomorrow against uh,
0: the Commanders. Eagles-Cowboys No Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. For me, this is where the Cowboys cement themselves as a team to uh, be reckoned with in the, in the playoffs.
1: Which is why I think I like Philadelphia in this game. Because everyone's on Dallas. You assume there's no way they can lose to a backup quarterback.
0: Gardner new Minshew. Yeah, I love Minshew. He's another guy. Big fan. Uh, I love
1: a good backup quarterback. Um, so uh, I think Philadelphia could go in there and still beat Dallas tomorrow. But it... it It's unfortunate. I mean, I shouldn't say unfortunate because I like to root against the Cowboys. I'm glad they blew that game last week, but boy, they beat the Jaguars last week. This game is a lot more interesting. Now, the Eagles need to win just one of these last three games to lock up the one seed. They can afford to take it easy with Jalen Hurts, and so this game lost a lot of its luster last week. You assume Dallas at home after that embarrassment will bounce back, but... Um, you know, not so fast, my friends. In the word of Lee Corso, I think Philadelphia can still go in there, and even with Gardner Minshew, uh,
0: may still be the better team tomorrow. We shall see, Luke. We're getting to the end of our radio program. Oh, I know. Your game of the weekend.
1: Ooh, I'm gonna say, <laughs> and oh, I guess, eh. I guess
0: I'll say San Francisco and Washington I don't know something about that wow game. wow
1: wow I, I Yeah, I don't think
0: it's the Cowboys equal interesting okay it's a CBS game rare one of those cross flexors um you know I just want to shout out Franco Harris's family um, Yes. rest in peace immaculate reception 50 year anniversary he passed it away all the, all the all the best of that family um absolutely that's not my game to watch uh, that's that's not my game of the weekend or sleeper or game to watch golf tournaments. i just want to make sure that i did that eagles cowboys stays that way for me my sleeper game is texans titans no ryan Tannehill and the texans have been giving teams problems those were a lot of t's in that stretch luke
1: yeah, that's a good one. That probably should be the choice, but just to be different, I'll say Las Vegas, Pittsburgh. Yeah, just two boring teams. Two teams under 500. I don't really care.
0: No, no, no. no. That was a sleeper game, Luke.
1: Oh, sleeper game. Oh, then we're wait. Well, then we're different on that. Uh, <laughs> Pay attention
0: to the show you're you're participating in, Mr. Morrow.
1: sleeper game give me Buffalo Chicago it's supposed to be like minus 11 Chicago's an 8.5 point underdog at home I don't buy it I think this is a close game it could be a high scoring game even with that weather Josh Allen Justin Fields running all over the place Buffalo Chicago even though you have a 3 win Bears game I'm interested I think that could be a fun game tomorrow Uh,
0: mine is Packers Dolphins on Christmas is is my, my my game that's golf during there's no golf but my game to watch it during is Packers, Dolphins. Miami Interesting. Uh, rules the Packers stink. <laughs> yeah, let's go Dolphins. in the Packers season on that'll be a nice Christmas present. Would that end their season, by the way, officially? Yes. Yep. What will happen with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. He is he has seemed tuned out at times this year. Unemotionative. Lack of emotion on the sidelines I agree um interesting just like the end of Zach Wilson's career those two faces aside yeah God he could be your backup next year Luke
1: no thank you
0: (laughs) the segment Luke never preps for a person or a player to watch this weekend
1: yeah um good one I don't know um I'd probably say Geno Smith, looking on the road against Kansas City or a double-digit underdog season on the line, Geno's kind of turned back into a pumpkin. And now there's talks about forget. You know, we are talking about, hey, give him a contract extension. And you gotta, now it's like, all right, what's Seattle going to do with the quarterback? Where is Geno Smith going to be next year? Could he be an answer for the Jets again? Uh, so, Geno, go out there and uh, bounce back against Kansas City on the road this weekend.
0: That, to me, is more a situation of people adjusting to Geno Smith. Geno Smith is a very one-dimensional, or not one-dimensional, but you can, he's got his legs, he has his arm, you can figure him out pretty quick. He's not somebody that's going to throw you curveballs like Patrick Mahomes well, literally. Um, so that's my, that's my thoughts on, on Mr. Smith. Justin Herbert, long time to wait. The day after Christmas, Monday night football. It's a long time to wait to get on the field. Smart decision making in a crucial game for the Chargers.
1: Yeah, don't fall behind. Thirty-three nothing to the call.
0: No, 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 no. You wanna get those games. I guarantee you they want that tomorrow, Saturday at one PM, Luke. Like they wish yeah. that game was tomorrow. It's not. For sure. So anyway, um, Because Jeff Saturday's Colts. Um, Luke, thank you. We will see you for week 17 next week. Look forward to it. And thank you all for tuning in to to the Sunday Sprint on a Friday for a week that predominantly belongs on a Saturday. It's (laughs) football. It's football. See ya.